0: Ladies and gentlemen, is the prestige. We got your asses. <laughs> Whoa! Arr. April Fools. We didn't release an episode last no, week. No, we didn't. You rubes. <laughs> You utter boobs.
1: You were expecting it. But you we were, were like, ex- you know what? You were
0: expecting us to do the responsible thing and record a, a podcast like we do every week. Wow. Wow, yep. you know what? When you're that predictable, ladies and gentlemen, you know we're going to stunt on you. <laughs> oh my god, that felt good. That felt good. <laughs> and you know what? It had nothing to do with us being sick. It had nothing, nothing to, to do, do with, you know, not ever, having
1: the energy. Yeah, you know,
0: all of us having a cold and getting over that and yep. Cash being homeschooled, you mm-hmm. know, for a few more days. No.
1: Had nothing to do with that.
0: We just wanted to make you look stupid. <laughs> Mission accomplished, George W. Bush. We did it. <laughs>
1: hope you had a good April Fools.
0: Yeah, sorry about last week, guys. We like like we said, just life life finds a way, and sometimes life gets in the way. It does. That's what happened last week. We mm-hmm. apologize. We will try not to make that a habit. Uh, I'm sure everybody got along just fine the rest of their week, but it was nice. Uh, a friend of ours texted and said, "Oh, so no episode this week." That means a lot.
1: It means that somebody that actually cares enough to want to listen every week.
0: One text of somebody being like, oh, no, no podcast, huh? It's yeah. Like, Holy sh-. like, that's big for us. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that meant a lot, and we will not uh, make it a habit of missing episodes. Um, still trying to figure out the consistency thing, you know, for a long time. I was releasing them uh, Saturday at midnight, but just with work and... And life, yeah. you know, we're we're kind of dipping more into Sundays. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so we'll see. Uh, yeah, you know, we'll we'll do our best. Yeah, we will try to get them to you on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may not be there for you, you know, on the podcatcher first thing in the morning, but we're just gonna, be patient. Give it our damnedest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we are, like I said, uh, we all had a little cold. Mhm. Uh, but, uh, we're all getting better. We're, we're, we're better. It's just like little remnant stuff. You know, you get those colds that have like the little bit of Lingering. congestion hanging on. Yeah. So,
1: well now I don't know if it's allergy related for me.
0: Yeah. Yesterday I had sniffles like crazy. I was sneezing. Was like allergy a related. mofo. Yeah. 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 So,
1: so I'm just, I'm feeling it all over again and I feel like it's, it's more allergy. It's
0: frustrating. Yeah. yeah. We'll all have to uh, get some over the counter stuff, Mm-hmm. you know. We're not... We ain't, we ain't Daddy Warbucks. We're not getting that <laughs> Zyrtec. Right. You know, we're getting like... I don't know what the uh, main I, chemical component I, I, of the allergy I, was it equi- is. it Equate or... Sure, yeah. I don't remember the name of it, yeah. but...
1: Anyways, how you doing?
0: I'm doing really well. Yeah? Yeah, how about you?
1: Yeah, other than the whole, mm-hmm. you know, allergies that, yeah. knocking me out.
0: Yeah, we uh, we talked yesterday and we kind of let ourselves uh, go a little bit yesterday. Had some beers... Uh, we had chiba hut for dinner which is just uh, the, the best, best. best yeah. sandwich shop around here mm-hmm. and uh but then we told ourselves like nope back to healthy uh, starting on Sunday and so far we've been good so far so good Up in the water intake uh-huh and we got some uh some little juices you know nothing too crazy but
1: yeah I'm hoping the water is gonna help me just like uh knock out my sugar addiction yeah we'll yeah. see
0: uh, I mean I you uh you picked up some uh some like quote-unquote tortilla chips for us the other day that were like protein chips oh yeah and i my understanding is stuff like that like it just it if you get away from you know for me for example i love tortilla chips but if i try to have a substitute Mm -hmm. it gives me enough of the satiation of that crunch but not enough to make it go away Mm. So it's it's like I'm trying to trick my brain but my brain is like no now we want like it's the like, real thing. Yeah. It's like okay. You take a little hit of weed and then you're like no I need heroin now, <laughs> you know. Um so working on that. Yeah, I think we need to just kind of maybe take a couple days of like make it a no sugar couple days just to reset our Yeah. our bodies mm. and our minds, but
1: Which is so hard cuz sugar I feel like is just in everything.
0: It's everywhere. Absolutely
1: yeah it's like well you know i could have my greek yogurt with blueberries and a little bit of granola but yeah. how yeah. much how many grams of sugar is in mean, all that and you that know?
0: granola especially yeah no, that's true yep
1: just can't have any fun when no. you're trying to be healthy
0: no no but we're trying um do you want to talk about what, you, what you've been into or you want me to get going on sure it? well yeah. i
1: mean so I, I picked up so well you picked up uh this graphic novel right
0: Sure. You you don't got to church it up. It's a comic.
1: Okay. Uh, Harrow County. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just started reading it today, so I'm just like maybe 20 pages in. I don't know. 10. I don't know. Uh, Pretty good so far. It's like a horror Mm. comic book if you've never read it.
0: Yeah, kind of Southern Gothic style. It's been years since I read it. And yeah, we were at a Barnes & Noble and uh, saw it on the shelves. And I thought, oh man, it'd be so nice to not only get back into that series, but get you into it because... I thought you'd dig it.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I'll, I'll just kind of read the tidbit about it. It just says, Young Emmy always knew that the woods surrounding her home crawled with ghosts and monsters, the countless haints of Harrow County. But on the eve of her 18th birthday, she learns that she is connected to these creatures and to the land itself in ways she never could have imagined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah, super interesting so far. I don't think I've ever really like read or seen anything quite like it yet. Yeah. Okay. Um yeah there was one point where she like goes into the woods and she kind of sees this little boy figure and he runs away and she goes to chase after him and somehow catches him and it shows her holding him you just see his arms out but she has him and he's no bigger than a basketball and i'm like what in Mm -hmm. the world and then she ends up kind of fanning him out and he's just like a big ball of skin like he's just skin of a boy. And those are the, she called it a haint. Mm -hmm. Um, and it doesn't really talk. It's got glowy eyes and I mean, it does talk, but it's very like, I don't know, ghost-like, I guess. Um, so it's, it's interesting. And now in the part of the book, well, I, maybe I shouldn't ruin it, Mm. but, um, yeah, it's, it's catching my attention.
0: Yeah. I'm a big fan of, uh, kind of fantasy leaning into horror mm-hmm. comics like lock and key definitely has some horror elements but a lot right. of fantastical stuff too harrow county oh. is uh, in that same vein mm-hmm. just straight up horror comics i'm not i i don't know I, I guess i just don't read too many of them like uh tales from the crypt or anything like that i feel like a lot of anthology series mm-hmm. um but i like the horror fantasy side yeah stuff like yeah that. super
1: interesting nice yeah good read so far yeah it's a good call, honey.
0: Oh, well, I'm glad you dig it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, what have you been into?
0: So I've been into a couple of things. Uh, first of all, I've been playing way too much NBA 2K21. Mm. Uh, got it for the PS5. And, you know, you got to start a career. I don't really play anything in NBA 2K except for the career mode. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's so much fun. Um, this time I created a Power Forward his name is Cash Dalla. I always name my playable characters after Cassius, our son. Uh-huh. Uh And he's a, yeah, power forward. Uh, he's a two-way stretch forward, which I don't really know what that means. I think uh, yeah. I think versatile, like block, defend, or uh, defend and score. Okay. Um, I've been putting a lot of lot of effort into getting his scoring up, and now I'm working on getting the rebounding stuff. Cause he's got the natural height already for rebounding, but he. Doesn't have a lot of vertical yet. I don't know. I, I'm I'm developing it, but uh, I was telling Amber that usually I play through these games and I play every single game of the season, and I'll I'll get worn out after the All Star break, and I'll kind of, you know, the the game will sit there for a while and collect dust. So this time I'm just playing. Uh, it'll tell you throughout the season which games are televised on national TV. Mm-hmm. I play those games, and then I'm gonna just play those games. Skip all the other games um and get to the playoffs so nice. I look forward to doing some some playoff stuff yeah i uh usually i have myself get uh drafted to the nuggets the mm-hmm. especially the past few years they're pretty they want like if you want to be drafted by somebody they'll let you basically pick who you're drafted by oh really yeah previous games it was just kind of a Kind of a crapshoot, mm-hmm. uh, and instead of going to the Nuggets, which I usually do, I decided to get drafted to the Portland Trailblazers.
1: Why the Why the Trail
0: Uh, you know, I want to hate them because we're in the same uh, division, if not no conference. Not the same division though. Maybe th- I think we are in the same division, uh, so they're they're rivals. Mm. Um, but you can't argue with Damian Lillard. He is a an incredible. Uh, I believe he is a He's not a point guard, is he? I think he's a shooting guard. Um, anyways, no, no, I think he would be point guard, but he's undeniable. Um, uh, their center, is, starting center, is Nurkic. He used to be on the Nuggets, so it's good to kind of see him again. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, kind of. I like Portland enough, but I also root against them actively during the season. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, oh. incredible team. Um, so that's been a lot of fun. Uh, I did want to bring up uh, since you talked about comics. Yeah. I uh, picked up a couple of uh, actual single issues the other day. We stopped by uh, Griffin Games and mm, Comics mm-hmm. up in Fort Collins. Great place, incredible selection. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually got cash. Uh, it's like a D and D for kids kind of thing. It's called No Thank You Evil. Yeah. I believe. Uh uh-huh. um, And we played a little bit, and it was mm-hmm. really good. Uh, Amber was the, the DM. She did a great job. Oh,
1: that that's. Uh, I feel like that you. Mm, practice. I feel like yeah. practice oh, would, would definitely be better.
0: It was your very first time. You did phenomenal. Yeah, <laughs> you did a great job. Um, so I, I, I'm thinking up a uh, a campaign I want to run for you in cash, mm-hmm. uh, in the trolls world. Yeah, that would yeah. be fun. So he'll dig it. Yep. But uh, I found these comics. Uh, so there's a podcast called um, The Flop House mm-hmm. where they talk about bad movies, uh, and Elliot Kalen is one of the hosts. <laughs> He used to be the head writer on The Daily Show, mm. um, and I I don't really know what he's doing now. I'm sure he's just writing. Oh, he was also head writer for the newest uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 series that was on Netflix. Cool. Very funny guy. But he uh, he wrote these uh, comic this comic series called Maniac of New York, and it's about a serial killer that uh, is terrorizing New York. Uh, kind of modern day. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's, uh, it's really interesting social commentary. Uh, the, I don't, this isn't really a spoiler. No. Uh, so early on in the, in the first issue, like the maniac, uh, goes to New York time, Times square Mm -hmm. and kills a bunch of people. And people are like, what are we, you know, what are we going to do about this? But then it keeps happening and it keeps happening and people kind of get disillusioned and they get like, it's, it's a metaphor for, uh, I believe it's a metaphor for gun violence in America. Oh, the wow. idea that there's a mass shooting and everybody is uh, up in arms mm-hmm. and scared and then it just it keeps happening and people get <clears throat> used to it almost. You get used to extreme, horrible violence. Oh, wow. And that's, that's what I'm gathering from this comic is uh, there's one of the lead characters uh, becomes the head of like the, I don't remember the name of the unit, but she's like the head of the Get the killer unit Mm. and it's like a joke. She's like in the basement. You know, it's not a big task force. It's just her because everybody's like, oh, you know, what are you going to do? You know, you can't stop the killer and it's just like, it's it's become day-to-day life and you just kind of hope that you're not in the second issue. uh, All these people are on a train Mm. and the killer gets on the train and just starts murdering so many people and it's horrible and it's graphic. And something that I really liked is the introduction to the second issue, I believe, uh, Elliot Kalen talks about all these people that are on the train and talks about where they're going and what's going on in their life. And then the killer comes on the train, he's just says like none of them are gonna live to see, you know, tomorrow. They're all dead. And it it's it's really it humanizes, you know, these these people of course because I, I'm not a big slasher fan. I think mm-hmm. we've talked about this. Yeah. And this feels like like the opposite of slasher like it's the killer is not somebody to be rooted for you know very little about him he is Mm -hmm. again he's he's more of a metaphor he's more of a force of nature so you know uh, freddy krueger and michael myers and jason voorhees they're kind of kind of idolized people kind of you know they kind of root for the killer because the writers write the the protagonist if you will usually Mm -hmm. is like dumb horny assholes and this one it's very much the opposite it's about the human people that are affected by this this terrible tragedy that everybody's just given up on and it's it's really it's really well done so far i think the third issue is coming out pretty soon uh if you're uh if you think you'd be into that i'd highly recommend picking them up Mm -hmm. uh i was really impressed with the first two and i I mean, it's going to give me a reason to go back into comic book shops every every week or every month to track down the issues as they come out. So, yeah, that's been really good.
1: Sounds like a very sad comic, though. It's,
0: I mean, <clears throat> yes, I, it it's not the easiest read because I I don't think he Elliot Kalin wants it to be easy. He mm-hmm. does. He's a funny guy, so he has some some points of some comedic elements in there. Right. But more so, it's it's kind of a hard look at how our country deals with gun violence, Mm -hmm. you know, and how it's become. hopefully
1: we don't come to that point where everyone's just used to it. And you just hope you're not a victim.
0: You don't think we've gotten to that point? Well, I guess as as
1: extreme as it is, it sounds like it's it's, in the comics. Yes,
0: it is a, it is a comic book. It's a little heightened. Mm -hmm. I, I, I personally don't like to get into politics too much on this podcast. But I would say that we're already kind of there. Like mm-hmm. a, a terrible, horrible mass shooting <coughs> will happen. And then a couple of weeks go by, there's another one, you know, mm-hmm. during, during major COVID lockdown, there wasn't. And now uh, getting back to it, Boulder, uh, mm-hmm. I feel like every few days now I'm seeing, you know, active shooter on my, you know, pops up in my phone's newsfeed. Right. Uh, you know, people are dead. It's, uh, it's terrible. And. I think that art like this is important to, to shine a light on, mm-hmm. on that, you know? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's, I, I, don't, I don't know. That's not a political stance. That's just human life matters and mm-hmm. is important. And it's the wanton violence in this country, uh, you know, whether it's against Asian Americans, uh, Asian people in general, mm-hmm. uh, or just people having guns and being able to take human life at their discretion is disgusting and yeah not yeah not where i want my son to grow up not what i want my son to be able to, to grow up and be like yeah it's kind of a thing that's how we've grown up mm-hmm. you know, yeah more or less since columbine mm-hmm. and it's yeah i mean i don't i don't have all the answers but it's
1: uh hopefully something uh can be done to help you know
0: yes yeah and we're, i mean we're just a couple of people in a in a office in colorado in my home op- in our home office like mm-hmm. you know i just i wanted to point out that that comic because it's really well written uh it's engaging and i think it is a uh, a, a really well uh choreographed and well put together uh look at america's current uh gun violence mm-hmm. issue nice uh, so yeah yeah but uh uh, also you brought up earlier you were asking what movie you watched. Oh, wow. oh. we watched. A while ago we watched Godzilla versus Kong, right? Yes. Or the Kong ver- It's Godzilla versus Something Kong. Something like that. Yeah. Um, I thought it was fun. You, you I were...
1: well then again I I don't think I'm I would consider myself a fan of those movies in general, so I think that's right. why I just was like meh. It was alright. Yeah. Yeah, um yeah, I mean I just had a lot of questions. You told me they were very valid questions.
0: Yeah, great question. But <laughs> but it's, you're asking really good, well-thought-out questions in a movie about a big monkey fighting a big lizard. Right. So, so then I think I finally,
1: I finally yeah. asked you, like, do I just need to, like, pretend that this is not real life? This is just a different dimension or, mm-hmm. you know, and these things just make sense now.
0: I'd say if you want to enjoy it, you, you know, you don't need to turn your brain all the way off. But mm-hmm. I do think that... Just
1: accept the fact that they can... Go really deep down in yeah. a elevator, take a bullet train all the way to Hong Kong right. within a matter of hours. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. It's, <laughs> and that's yeah. just the
1: thing. And they, they didn't question it. They're like, well, we're in Hong Kong now.
0: And I would argue that in this series of films, a precedent is set for not really caring about those details. That's okay. not that's not what they're here to do. They're not here to have the clearest time. They just line. need to
1: get the the characters from A to B and yep, get
0: them there cuz the story needs them to and that's not great screenwriting, but <laughs> but I I would say that the you know, the fight between Godzilla and Kong and the fights at the end of the movie, I think they justified the pretty not great story and mm-hmm. the human characters being extremely forgettable. Oh, it was that's, fun. Yeah, that's the that's kind of the criticism that everybody's bringing is like, the humans are boring. Mm-hmm. Like they're not good. The best part is when Godzilla and Kong are fighting. And, And, you know,
1: I I mean, I did like the little girl in in there and her relationship with Kong. I thought that was cute.
0: Oh, yeah, that was good. I thought you were talking about Millie Bobby Brown. Oh, no. Her whole side, their their whole thing was fine. But, yeah, I I did like the little girl that was friends with Kong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah,
1: it made me like Kong, you know, a little bit more. They
0: definitely cast him as the protagonist in this movie, and Godzilla is more the antagonist.
1: Yeah, I mean, has he ever shed in good light in any of those movies?
0: In the First Godzilla movie, yes, and in the uh, and in Godzilla King of the Monsters, he's seen as like the savior of the Earth hmm. uh, from these other from uh, uh, oh geez, I can't remember any of the monsters' names. But, yeah, he's seen as like the savior of Earth, like he was here to save okay. humanity from the other gods, uh, the the other titans. Hmm. Um, so yeah, this is actually the first one in this more modern series that's painting Godzilla as the bad guy
1: kind of just wanting to be yeah the alpha
0: yeah yeah and i mean you know come to find out that there's some corporate shenanigans and godzilla is going after that which is stupid and not really explained very well i
1: didn't explain it at all no no it makes
0: <laughs> little to no sense but that's again just if, needed if, to get him there i yeah, guess if you can forgive that you'll probably enjoy it if you can't it's it's going to be distracting and, yeah and you're not really going to have a good time yeah Neither is wrong. Both are valid. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's a there's some horror movies I need to catch up on too. Mm, um, mm-hmm. I talk about one of my favorite podcasts is uh, Too Scary Didn't Watch. Right. And uh, they've done episodes on St. Maud and Goodnight Night, Mommy. Uh, some horror movies that I've never seen. Uh, so I want to start watching those to get caught up. So I can I can listen to their episodes because they do such a great job. But I don't I don't want to hear about the movie from the podcast like mm-hmm. there's a lot of like bad movie podcasts where i'll totally do that i don't need to see
1: a bad movie to, kind of and, yeah. It. yeah
0: i can just get in with the comedy and these girls are hilarious oh, these women excuse me mm-hmm. uh but i like to know the story beats so i can kind of it it feels more like i'm in the room with them and i'm mm-hmm. just like oh hell yeah, yeah <laughs> that was bad or that was weird you know and when right. the, when two of the three because usually it's a uh, uh one woman uh, going over the uh, premise and the and going through the story beats and the other two are just like losing their goddamn minds. It's so uh, <laughs> It is truly uh, a really refreshing podcast. So, nice. Uh, yeah. So I got to do some catching up. Mm-hmm. But uh, so we're not really going too long, but we talked about this introduction we want to kind of spread it out a little more just mm-hmm. because uh, we have a good time with it. We have fun kind of talking about stuff that we're into. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's something we have a good time doing with our friends is talking like, and, and hearing from our friends what they're into, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of our, a big part of our interactions with our friend is talking about what kind of stuff we've been into. I don't think that we're unusual <laughs> in that fact, but uh, we're talking about doing uh, maybe a little more of this, you know, uh, and then, Pairing down the, uh, the actual, I'd say research part, mm-hmm. uh, but kind of paring that down a little bit. And instead of both of us doing an assignment for the week, yeah, just one of us. Mm-hmm. We take turns each week, and I think that puts less pressure on both of us. And uh, I think just after last week, we realized, like, you know, man, between... Uh, work and you're studying to become a realtor. But mm-hmm. Me with my business and and being cash a and be, yeah, <laughs> being a parent. Like, you know, uh, we wanted to kind of, we wanted to keep this fun, so we keep mm-hmm. doing it. If this turns into work, odds are we're not going to keep doing it. Right it, as 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 much as we love getting texts from people asking where the podcast is, which we've gotten one and it was great. <laughs> um, you know, we we've got. A lot of lot of pots on flame. God damn. On the kettle. I'm turning into you. (laughs) (laughs) I understand what you're saying. Yes, yes, you do. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Yes, (laughs) and me. Uh, So, so yeah, we're gonna kind of keep it. Uh, try and keep the again quote unquote research part a little more low key, more conversational, more kind of easy breezy, beautiful. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe she's a cover girl. Who knows? (laughs) So. I decided to take this week. Yes. The unofficial first week of April. Mhm. Because we roasted your guys' ass with that sweet prank. <laughs> uh, so, I want to talk about Actually, you know what? First of all, I don't like pranks. You don't. I don't. I think So I
1: should never do one on you.
0: Not necessarily. I th- I th- I think that it's a power move in mm. in the worst cases, like I don't know, just Maybe that's me being, like, super sensitive or a wet blanket. But I don't know. Like, when there's a dude that, like, a big part of his personality is pranks, I'm like, I don't want to be around that guy. Yeah. Because it feels, it just, it doesn't feel balanced. Like, Mm -hmm. I would much rather riff riff with somebody, like, you know, do a joke with people. Mm -hmm. Like, have it be interactive. Yeah. Pranks, a lot of times they feel like... You know, I'm standing here. I have all the information. You're over there. You have none of the information. Now you look like an asshole and I look great. Yeah. And it's like, I, I, I don't like that dynamic at all. Uh, but again, that's probably me being just a super, super sweet, sensitive cuck. But <laughs> uh, so I want to talk about one guy that I think generally I kind of like. Mm-hmm. But what keeps me from saying, oh, I really like this dude is the stupid goddamn pranks that he does because he's a million probably a billionaire he doesn't need to be doing pranks it's so stupid George Clooney knock <laughs> it the fuck off you're a grown man let's get into it
1: but a kid at heart
0: oh I hate it I hate it Oh. I'm, I think he does a lot of great uh, work for uh, in in the world I'm sure yeah. he is a, a philanthropic man at heart uh-huh. very giving person but some of these aren't bad. Like, there's apparently this this epic uh, 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 prank battle between him and Brad Pitt. Who cares? A couple of millionaire white dudes. Like, I wonder yeah, if it's still going prank, on. Or if prank it's... each other until you're blue Back in the in face. The day. <laughs> but there's there is one that I actually two that I didn't really like at all. Um, so uh, this is from uh, Purple Clover, which is a website that I found, and it is. Uh, George Clooney's 15 best pranks and his victim's revenge. Oh, my gosh. It feels like they never really get revenge on him. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's again, this guy holds all the cards. Mm-hmm. And by cards, I mean a lot of money. Like, he, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't like, again, we're talking power dynamic. Yeah. You know, uh, him and Brad Pitt, even playing field. But yeah. when he's pranking like a young Sandra Bullock, it's like, mm. no, nah, leave Sandy alone. You know, maybe that's hindsight, knowing that kind of some of the shit that she's been through and how she had to kind of crawl back to, you know, get back to starring role and stuff. But, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, So, uh, this first piece. uh, It's about Clooney versus Brad Pitt. Uh, George Clooney says, I've done some terrible things to Brad Pitt, uh, Clooney admits. "and, And their war of pranks is now stuff of Hollywood legend. But it all started with a bumper sticker while filming Ocean's Eleven. Clooney recently put... Oh, no, excuse me. Clooney secretly put a sticker in the shape of a marijuana leaf on the back of Pitt's car that read Fuck Cops. Brad <laughs> didn't discover it until he was not surprisingly pulled over by a non none too happy officer of the law. Oh boy. That one I'm fine with. You're pranking Brad Pitt. You're 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 going after Tales of the Autumn Leaves or whatever the movie was. Mm. You're you know you're you're He'll be fine yeah, after this. Mr. Yeah. Smith will survive. Yeah.
1: And I almost I wonder how that conversation went with the cop, though. That would have been funny to videotape or whatever, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's incredibly funny. And I'm sure the cop was pretty surprised when he pulled over Brad Pitt with a (laughs) weed sticker that said fuck cops. Uh, So the payback on this uh, when asked at the Cannes Film Festival about the possibility of his marrying Angelina Jolie. Pitt responded, I'll marry Angelina when George Clooney marries his boyfriend. We've been on to him to do it. We've been on him to do it for years. Not all in the foreign press recognized Pitt. Uh, Pitts get back as a joke. Uh, the first shots had been fired. Uh, I believe this was quite a while ago. Mm. Uh, you know, nowadays pretending that somebody's gay is not cool. Like yeah. it's, it's you know. But for the time, the whatever it is, what it is, yeah. pretty innocuous. Yeah, like it's. You know, whatever. If he's gay, if he's not, no big deal. Uh, This one, Clooney versus Jerry Weintraub. Y'all know Jerry? I don't know Jerry. No, me neither. I think he's a producer (laughs) or something. Uh, Clooney pranked the late... Oh, he pranked him to death. What? Not really. I think he died of natural causes. Not not Clooney related. Uh, Clooney pranked the late Ocean's Eleven producer back in the early 2000s. I had a gold silk shirt... A very expensive gold silk shirt, Weintraub told the Los Angeles Times Magazine, and Clooney hated it. So what did George do? He raided Weintraub's closet and stole the shirt. Months later on his birthday, Weintraub received a gift-wrapped package. Inside was the gold silk shirt with a giant penis drawn in black marker on the back, along with the autographs of some 30 stars, including Brad Pitt and Matt Damon. Mm. That's just kind of stealing somebody's stuff and drawing That's a on it. mean. Yeah.
1: Like I'd be kind of pissed if I If there's a favorite shirt that I liked Yes And my friends came to steal it And was just like This is a piece of shit Here you go
0: Yeah Again Yeah I don't like that one I'm sure Jerry Weintraub Was a very wealthy Well connected man So Mm -hmm. I'm sure he could buy Many silk shirts But yeah That one is just You'd have to have the right Kind of humor Yeah
1: I think to I think that's
0: funny I I would reckon They knew each other pretty well So if you knew Like oh Jerry will love this But yeah from the outside looking in, it's like, that's just kind of mean. Yeah. Kind it's of kind a of a shitty move. Yeah, And and drawing a dick on it, like, again, George Clooney is a grown man. Mm-hmm. And he, I don't know. Apparently
1: yeah. child at heart.
0: I'm, I'm tr- like, I, like I said, this is probably me being the most wet blankety I can get. <laughs> but, man, I just don't like this shit. Uh, so, the payback for the penis. Okay. I jumped in my golf cart and drove over to his office, Weintraub recalled. I walked in, took a golf club, and broke up the place. Clooney was curled up on the floor, screaming, He's gone nuts! He's gonna kill us all! Now, I was just kidding, and Clooney knew it. But then the head of the club came off and flew across the room, just missing him. We looked at each other and figured it had gone far enough. Really, Jerry? You think it went far enough?
1: Hold on. So he just went apeshit on items in this clubhouse?
0: Uh, let's see. Drove over to his office. Uh, I walked in. Took a golf club broke up the place. It appears to be in Clooney's office, but uh, the head of the club came. Up. Maybe that was ri- missing a step or two.
1: Maybe this is like a rich person thing, where you could literally go and just like ransack the place and like and tear and it to shreds, the and yeah. they they start laughing over it.
0: Yeah. Uh, that level of property damage and not giving a shit is a sign of sociopathy or you have too much money
1: (laughs) you have too much money yeah
0: Yeah. donate it dog don't beat up george clooney's crap because he drew a dick on your shirt
1: oh my gosh okay
0: uh this one it's kind of toothless but uh i do like the way that uh so this is clooney versus tina fey and amy poehler okay Uh, At the 2014 Golden Globe Awards, host Tina Fey and Amy Poehler directed a few good-natured verbal jabs at Clooney and Matt Damon. Determined to prank both the host and his pal Matt, Clooney shot off a letter on Damon's personal stationery, complaining about Fey and Poehler's remarks. Uh, Quote, look, it sounds hypocritical because I laughed at the jokes about George and Leo, but you know that that's sort of what people think about them. The faux Damon letter began, but when you called me a garbage man, it just seemed like low-hanging fruit. So he's pretending to be Matt Damon writing on stationery a complaint to Mm. Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Okay. Uh, The payback of this. Uh, Damon didn't know he was part of the prank until he received two giant fruit baskets from Tina and Amy along with an quote-unquote apology. Uh, Quote, if your note is part of some George Clooney prank, as I very strongly suspect it is, you A-list amateurs are going to have to step it up. We are not some easily confused starlets here. We are grown-ass professional comedians. Yeah. 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 Don't bring your weak-ass shit into into (laughs) Tina and Amy's house. That's what that is.
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: Mm, Love it.
1: Well, a couple of powerhouse. Women right there. Well,
0: yeah. I mean, they came up in uh, UCB or Second City, uh, which tend to be boys' clubs. I mean, granted, it's not like they're, you know, doing shows with a bunch of wealthy people, but I'm sure they had to deal with a bunch of dumb, shitty, gross, mm-hmm. you know, early 30s, late 20s comedians their whole life. Like, they know when they're being put on.
1: Right, right. So, and they're smart chicks. I mean, come on. Oh,
0: incredibly smart. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Bring it on better than George.
0: I, yep yeah at least he didn't like draw a dick on him or anything that would have (laughs) been yeah still still put off on that one all right Clooney versus Matt Damon when filming their 2014 movie The Monuments Men still never seen it no I haven't either it seems boring and then I think I caught the end where like somebody like one of the stars died and I was like oh I thought this was supposed to be like a comedy It was one of those movies where the advertising seemed very comedy focused and it seemed more like just a war period piece with elements of comedy. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, when filming their 2014 movie, The Monuments Men, Matt Damon confessed to Clooney that he wanted to lose a couple of pounds before going in front of the camera. Uh, Quote, over a period of about a month and a half, Matt would come and go from the set. Clooney said later, every time he went away, I'd have the wardrobe girl taken his uniform a half an inch (laughs) he was eating great and then his pants were getting tighter damon was flummoxed every time i put them on my pants were tighter and i was like "Ugh, this is weird i've been going to the gym (laughs) that's fun
1: and that doesn't hurt anybody
0: it's matt damon like i'm sure he was looking fine he probably Mm -hmm. looked in the mirror like i look great Mm -hmm. what's the yeah that one like i'm that gets the Garrett Burton seal of approval. <laughs> that's that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the payback, there wasn't any. George is a pro. Damon explained he's very tough to get, and I'm way smarter than that. No, then he'll just come back with something worse. Mm. Yeah. Oh, so George Clooney's a bully. Okay, got yeah. it. That, yeah, That's what people say about bullies. <laughs> like, no, if I retaliate, he'll punch me even harder.
1: Oh, true. And yeah. I don't want to deal with that. Unless you go real big to where he just doesn't do it anymore
0: you know what this is honey hmm. power dynamics mm-hmm. that's what's at work here <laughs> george clooney it's not enough to own some liquor company or whatever the hell he does yeah like coffee company maybe yeah, he's got a mess liquor? with people just trying to work just on their not well not nine to five i don't know what hours actors work yeah i have no idea or like yeah again that one I'm, I'm fine with it all right clooney versus bill murray an occasional house guest of Clooney's, Bill Murray has learned to be wary of his host he's gotten me with gravel when you leave his place Murray said uh, you're carrying your stuff uh, you're hefting all these heavy bags and you get at airport security and they go open up your bag and there's like pound, or and there's like 11 pounds of gravel in the bottom of your suitcase and in all your bags
1: what <laughs> just filled them up with gravel just filled them up with gravel okay that's weird
0: he was your guest, George <laughs> you take advantage of sweet old Bill Murray like that it's funny, yeah. he's
1: kind of all over the board with it he's you know yeah. very innocent to like really just knocking into somebody's character
0: again I'm thinking if I had a friend and again like we're we're mid thirties yeah. our, our friend group tends to be this is they're probably like 50 60 years old at this point mm-hmm say I had to go out of town for some business and I'm staying at a friend's place Uh-huh. and then I'm heading back to like the airport and there's a bunch of gravel in my suitcases. I'm never talking to that person again. <laughs> it's like my suits were in there, dude. Like are they in
1: bags? You think, or just like gr- loose gravel? I,
0: you know, that's a great point.
1: I was hopefully say in bags, but
0: you know what this, I think this tells you what I think about George Clooney loose gravel baby Mm. the guy's a dickhead (laughs) again i think he does a lot of really nice stuff for people but just this this shit gets under my skin he
1: doesn't like the pranks guys
0: i don't guys oh no don't oh no people are gonna prank me now well if you're listening to this i'm serious don't prank me
1: he will legit not be your friend anymore yeah
0: (laughs) you're looking to get rid of me as a friend i mean you got your opening i suppose (laughs) Uh, so the payback for this, uh, Murray planned to pull a Kanye at the 2015 Golden Globe Awards and rush the stage during during Clooney's acceptance of the Cecil B. DeMille Award, but Clooney reportedly re, my God, but Clooney reportedly learned of the prank in advance and, not wanting the sincerity of his speech disrupted, asked Murray to keep his seat. Probably just as well, said Murray. Quote, George does pranks in such a way that you're forced to compete. You say, oh, God, now I got to do it. And then he's already thought about what he's going to do after I do what I do. (laughs) Again, it's like, don't cross him because he (laughs) will cause property damage, mental anguish. Like,
1: Well, and uh, I wonder, I mean, which award was this? This is kind of a big one, right?
0: Uh, yeah, I believe it might be like a lifetime achievement award or something to that effect.
1: Yeah, I don't know that that might have been a below the belt type of prank. I feel like.
0: Would you mind looking up the Cecil B. DeMille Award for I, us? I,
1: oh, yes, I think.
0: I'm I'm pretty sure it's lifetime achievement in acting. I don't think it's like, you know, save the most babies in Cambodia. But like, I I don't think George Clooney would be in any position to be like. Hey, don't prank me right now. This is a serious moment.
1: Yeah. So this one, yeah. It's an award. is an honorary Golden Globe Award bestowed by the Hollywood Foreign Press Association for outstanding contributions to the world of entertainment. So basically saying like, thanks for, you know, being in all those movies.
0: Acting, producing, directing, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, getting mm -hmm. the Cecil B. DeMille Award is a big deal. Mm -hmm. You know what else was a big deal? My silk shirt, George. (laughs) Moving on. Clooney versus Meryl Streep. No.
1: Oh, no. why? Not Meryl. Not Meryl.
0: Not our national treasure, Meryl Streep.
1: Come on.
0: She was in Into the Woods. Was that Meryl Streep? Yes. Or, yeah. It? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really like that movie.
1: The singing, probably? You didn't
0: like I, it? I, I don't mind singing at all. I didn't like the story. Felt, oh. felt weird. felt like uh, uh, it didn't have a good flow. Ah. Yeah.
1: There was a lot of different like storylines going on.
0: Yeah. What's that? I don't mind, but I don't know. Maybe I'm not a Sondheim fan. Maybe. I think that's Sondheim. I don't know. Moving on. Uh, When it was announced that Streep was going to play British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher in 2011's Iron Lady, Clooney, posing as Brad Pitt, mailed Meryl a collection of dialect coaching CDs with a note saying, I thought maybe this would help. The gift Clooney related later left the actress very confused. No (laughs) shit. It's Meryl Streep. Uh She can do anything.
1: Yeah, you don't need to help Meryl. Meryl yeah. just does.
0: And the payback was Streep pointer a third Oscar.
1: At a girl. Tell oh, yeah. There very the go. Best
0: payback is is living living good. Mm-hmm. Yep. God, and I obviously you guys can't see this, but it's just a picture of her holding her Oscar, looking like a queen, mm-hmm. looking like a goddess. And George Clooney's over there like, I'm gonna put gravel in her bag. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> Shut up, George.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Uh, Clooney versus Clooney. This one's oh. in the family, so I think it's pretty funny. All right. Uh, Clooney gave his dad a small role in *The Monuments Men*. When the actor-director screened the finished film for the first time, the end credits read in loving memory of Nick Clooney. As George recalled, he's like, "What the hell?" And I told him, "Well, you know, it's a long time before the movie comes out, so you never know." Ah, I think that was uh, <laughs> I think that's in good humor. Uh, The payback, Nick Clooney, remains alive and well at the age of 84. This article was written in 2018. Uh, Mr. Clooney, senior, or, well, I guess it's a different name. Anyways, Mr. Clooney, I hope you're still alive and doing well. And I hope Mm -hmm. your your just ragamuffin of a son isn't giving (laughs) you too much shit. Leave Nick Clooney alone. (laughs) Hashtag Nick. Yeah, so this one. Uh, Clooney versus Sandra Bullock. Back in 2000, celebrating the birthday, yeah, wow. Uh, excuse me. Back in 2000, celebrating the birthday of Batman and Robin director Joel Schumacher. Boo. Uh, at his Hollywood home, Clooney and another famous actor, reportedly Tom Cruise. Ugh. Like a could, weird couple. I could imagine like being in a conversation with like Tom Cruise and George Clooney. Mm. I don't know. I think that'd be insufferable. Maybe that's... Be me. a lot of ego in the air. Yeah, maybe that's me being, like, a jealous hater or whatever, but I'd, I'd just be like... I'd I Be a lot of me, me, me conversation. Yeah. I, I mean, your, your boat sounds great, George. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really care. <laughs> uh, so, uh, back to this. Uh, Clooney and another famous actor reportedly, Tom Cruise, told Sandra Bullock that they were going to dive into the swimming pool fully dressed and that she should join them. Quote, So I hold their hands and on the count of three, I jump. Bullock said later, and they let go. I was Aww. wearing a cut lace dress that I paid a lot of money for, which started to disintegrate as I climbed out of the pool.
1: Oh wow. Yikes.
0: Sweet joke, bros. Ooh. What a great joke. The payback. <laughs> Poor Sandy. Yeah, and I, I think this makes it worse. I don't I read this a few days ago. Okay. The payback. Bullock vowed vengeance before the world while accepting her twenty ten Oscar for the blind side. George Clooney threw me in a pool years ago, she said. I'm still holding a grudge. Ironically, ironically, when they co-starred in Gravity a few years later, Director Clooney mandated a no-pranks policy on the set. He wants me to let it go because he knows it's coming back, said Bullock. He's watching me. See, if you can't take the shit, don't dish it out. Yeah. He keeps <clears throat> imposing these, oh, no, don't prank me right now rules. No. Yeah. Throw gravel at this man.
1: Clearly, there's there's no rules that you abide by. No. So why not? You know. No. Silk, why can't someone else? Silk
0: shirts out the window. <laughs> there's a, there's another one coming up that actually really pisses me off. Oh. Um. Clooney versus Julia Roberts. No. I know.
1: No, come on. no.
0: She seems. Wait. I I know that she got a bad rap on the set of Hook. They called her Tinker Hell. Oh really? But then again, Dustin Hoffman was on set, so I don't really trust anything he says. Hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Who knows? Maybe she was just having a tough time and maybe people were being dickheads. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, I bet she's nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Clooney versus Julia Roberts. During the filming of 2004's Ocean's 12, a pregnant Julia Roberts found herself lifting a very heavy suitcase onto her hotel room bed. I opened the suitcase and there was a giant bronze statue inside, she recalled. I almost burst into tears. How could they do this to me? I'm pregnant. Clooney was the culprit. He'd mistaken Robert's luggage for that of intended victim, Brad Pitt.
1: So he meant to get Brad and it
0: What's What's that sound, honey? What hold on, what's <laughs> Is that a train coming? Bullshit <laughs> No, no. He doesn't care who's pregnant. Do you just, think so? Uh, no, I don't really know. I'm oh. just, I'm, now I'm just kind of turning it up for fun. <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm sure he was trying to mess up Brad Pitt, and it just got it. I, I yeah, I mean luggage tends to can tend to be pretty gender neutral. You know? right, right. Uh, yeah. I yeah,
1: hope yeah. Hopefully, you would that hope was, like as opposed to like wow, that was a really shitty thing, and then he's like oh, I meant to get Brad.
0: I mean, I would. George Clooney should have paid for all of her hospital bills when she gave birth. Right. For, for that. That's that's not okay. Uh, the payback. Uh, quote, I think it involved some itching powder and Neosporin, said Roberts. All right. That's fine. Okay. That's Take him down a peg. Yep. <laughs> you don't mess with... Oh, God. What was her name in that movie? She was the self-titled or the... Aaron Brockovich? Yeah, you don't mess with Brockovich. No. No. This one. This one makes me mad.
1: Chris O'Donnell.
0: Yes. Clooney versus Chris O'Donnell. When Clooney and director Joel Schumacher saw Chris O'Donnell's, uh, saw Chris O'Donnell, George's. And Robin. What? Sorry. that I don't understand. Anyways. Uh, when Clooney and director Joel Schumacher saw Chris O'Donnell, uh, Oh, I get it. George's Batman and Robin co-star drive onto the lot in a brand new BN- BMW convertible. They were instantly inspired after O'Donnell had gone into his trailer, Clooney and Schumacher uh, procured dozens of bags of popcorn from the set-to-caterer. They then dumped the popcorn into O'Donnell's pride and joy, filling it up to the window ledges. It didn't have salt or butter on it, said Schumacher, so it wasn't that messy. Was it not messy, Mr. <laughs> Schumacher?
1: I mean, th- thankfully, no butter and salt,
0: but... still. This, still he's he's like a i don't know like a mid-twenties young man yeah I, I know he had roles before batman and robin
1: was he pretty big in this like w- when this movie came out
0: uh yes so this would have been
1: like is that their way of like trying to humble him
0: That's like what don't I'm be thinking. coming
1: up here with your bmw it's That's, like well yeah what car did you come up here with I mean, a poor shot, Mr. Clooney. Yeah,
0: yeah. He he was in *Incentive*, a woman with Al Pacino. Uh, I he would have been in *Batman Forever*, and then *Batman and Robin* is when this happened. So he'd had some big roles, but mm. he's not George Clooney big. He's not no. *ER* boy big. Yeah. So yeah, that again, we're talking power dynamics. That feels like George sees the new kid on the block. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's getting that star power. He's getting going. Right. So then he decides threatened to threatened by the yeah, new kid, you know. Decides to mess with this BMW, what happens next? Chris O'Donnell, I can't what what shows he, he's on like NCIS or some crap right like now? I oh mean, yeah yeah yeah. I'm sure he's getting paid and I'm yeah. sure he does a great job. Power dynamics, baby. Yep. yep. Yeah. He I get. he does not have the sway that George Clooney has, and I blame that popcorn. <laughs> the payback. Uh maybe it was karma. Clooney's Batman uh, was wildly hailed as the worst ever. Even the mm-hmm. star had to admit he wasn't very good. That's All not, right, well. Chris O'Donnell was in that movie, too. That's not payback. Mm-hmm. That's Not only was I in a shitty movie, but now my BMW has kernels that I can't get out. Mm-hmm. Like, Chris O'Donnell's having a bad year.
1: But I felt like Chris did a pretty good job in that movie, though.
0: Nobody made it out of that movie okay. <laughs> I... I I'm pretty sure that movie killed Alicia Silverstone, and then she came back from the dead, and now she's acting again, and she's great. Mm. She was in, uh, oh, that horror movie that we saw, The Lodge. Oh yes, yeah. Yep.
1: yeah. She was in that.
0: I mean, she wasn't in it a ton. No spoilers, but she kills herself. Anywho, <laughs> <laughs> that happens early. That's yeah. that's. Um, I mean, it's a spoiler, but it's not a spoiler within
1: the first what, five minutes, maybe. Yep.
0: Uh, so Clooney versus. Oh, this one's. This one's kind of messed up, I think. Uh Clooney versus Richard Kind. Richard Kind seems like the nicest guy, uh, older comedic actor, very Mm -hmm. funny dude. Uh, So before he was a star, Clooney shared an apartment with character actor Richard Kind, who was victim to many of his pranks. The most elaborate of them began when Clooney found a, quote-unquote, horrible painting in a trash bin. Telling his friend that he'd enrolled in an art class, Clooney began returning to the apartment after class, carrying paints and brushes. Finally, on Kind's birthday, Clooney gave his roommate the trash bin painting signed by Clooney himself. I told Richard, I've done a lot of paintings, but this is the first one my art teacher is really proud of, Clooney recalled, and he had to hang it on the wall. I left it for about six years before I told him. Said Kind after the reveal, I hated that painting. (laughs) That one's not as bad as I remember. That one's just that's that's good natured. Yeah. Uh patience is its own reward in twenty thirteen. Clooney reportedly gave fourteen of his closest friends, including the long suffering kind, gifts of one million dollars each.
1: Whoa. I think that might be Gilly.
0: Oh, is Gilly stuck outside?
1: Might be a dog break right. here for a second.
0: Or I can just vamp about how much I hate George Clooney Sure <laughs> <laughs> No again I'm I'm sure he's a fine dude And you know pe- some people grew up with pranks And love pranks I, Guys I don't get it I don't know like, I Again I don't like him I think I made my point pretty clear If you're like a big prank lover Write in let us know I would love to hear about you know Your pranks and, and maybe the The side that I'm not getting You know maybe I'm just missing out Maybe I'm the dipshit who knows? But let me know at lifewellspent at yahoo dot com. You can also hit us up on Twitter at well underscore garrett. I God, think so. Yeah. Worst so Twitter weird. kind of name in the world. So, but also like, granted, that's that's nice. But I also don't like a man who can just afford to give fourteen of his best friends million dollars.
1: Well, unless you're the one of the friends.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But I'm not, so I'm mad. We just got to be friends with rich <laughs> yeah. people. Yeah, yeah we got to get out there. We got to mingle more. Right? <laughs> uh, Clooney versus Ryan Gosling. Clooney also did some clowning on the set of 2011's The Ides of March. As co-star Ryan Gosling tells it, he will come up to you and tell you something very serious, and then he'll walk away and you realize your pants are wet. <laughs> He's had like an Evian spray bottle. He's been spraying your crotch the whole time. Oh wow, that's kind of childish, but essentially harmless. It is. Like yeah. it's just like, like God damn, Brad. Now I gotta go. Like, you know, our dry our, off in there. Yeah, our fun, hand dryer. Our break is over, and I'm supposed to be back on set. And now I gotta go. You know, and then Brad's, or Brad or George Clooney's probably like doing finger guns or something <laughs> obnoxious. Uh, the payback? None. Said Gosling. He's hard to be around so handsome smart charming funny
1: hmm. Bet
0: money he's he just he he like lost himself in the moment and he just like maybe he had his head down and his like eyes towards the floor and he's like he's hard to be around and then he realized that somebody's interviewing he's like oh uh, he's, he's just so charming. smart and charming and funny he's just yeah. the best guy ever and it's so tough to be around <laughs> somebody like that not because of the pranks not at all almost constant pranks right right make up his personality for some reason <laughs> Clooney versus the paparazzi. Uh, outspoken in his criticism of aggressive paparazzi, paparazzi tactics, Clooney got sweet revenge in 2005 when he pretended to host a wedding for Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie at his home in Lake Como, Italy. Hmm. Oh, what's that? He's got a he's got a home in Italy. Yep. He's still fucking around, playing pranks on people, mm-hmm. putting popcorn in poor young sweet baby boy Chris O'Donnell's BMW. Right. Go back to Italy, <laughs> Dick. Oh. Uh, Quote, once the story started, all these people started showing up. Clooney said, oh, geez, wrote, read that terribly. Uh, quote, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of press people outside the house, including people from all the entertainment shows. I called and ordered high top tables and had them put out on the front lawn because helicopters are flying over. It went on for two weeks. People thinking there was going to be a wedding.
1: Wow. Yeah,
0: that that's that, like...
1: I mean, from what I hear about paparazzi, I mean, that that's kind of a good one. You're, you're really wasting their time, so hopefully...
0: But I also imagine that those paparazzi are still getting some form of compensation, still getting paid if they're able to sell those photographs to... Like if, if they're uh, independent contractors and they just take photos and sell it to outlets, they could still sell those and be like, hey, there's word that there's a uh, wedding that's happening true. and here's yeah. these. And then if they already work for a publication uh, or some sort of media outlet, just they're, made everybody on the clock who cares
1: yeah i think he just made everybody look stupid yeah you know yeah. but again it's kind of a dig at the media i mean not they're messing probably with not, their not the money.
0: best yeah he's not drawing dicks on their shirts like that one i don't think anybody made it out of that one too bad yeah uh the payback it's ongoing the paparazzi has never let up when it comes to clooney
1: mm.
0: yeah it's clooney
1: yep
0: clooney versus hugh jackman After Hugh Jackman was named People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive in 2008, uh, the 2006 Sexiest Man winner called him at 2 a.m. shouting, Shut up, Jackman! I know what you did! You started this big campaign that's been going on, and you took the title away from me! Oh my gosh. Uh, The Payback Clooney, a repeated winner of the Sexiest Man Alive title, has been passed over ever since. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, that's harmless.
0: Yeah. He just called Hugh Jackman at 2 a.m. and yelled at him. Yeah. I
1: was like waking, uh, what was it, Jimmy Fallon up, or not Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, up in the middle of the night, that there's uh, pranks out there, like Rihanna going in with all these big uh, lights and her music, and she's like singing... Uh, bitch better have my money While throwing dollar bills at him And oh, you know Waking him up wait. At 2 o'clock in the morning
0: See yeah Again That's fine Everybody's on a level Playing field It's yeah. good fun You know Jimmy Fallon Seems like Kimmel he'd be, Oh Kimmel. Kimmel, yeah, yeah. Kimmel seems like He'd be totally open to that like, Cause yeah. I
1: think Yeah he was doing that to I think other celebrities For oh. a while And then finally They started just Getting him back Yeah And this is what they chose To wake him up at Wee hours in the morning Doing weird shit
0: I think that I think that's fun, and I think that goes to show that I'm, like, a total hypocrite. <laughs> because, like, if, if other celebrities want to mess around with each other, that's fine. But, right. Like, and, I, again, I don't dislike George Clooney. I think he's an incredible really? actor.
1: You're not I don't, really. <laughs> I don't
0: think I do, but maybe I maybe this is bringing to light how much I don't like I mean, you've like called George. him a
1: dick? <laughs> Go back to Italy. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh,
0: that out of context sounds bad. Even though he's not Italian, like I would never say that to any right. anybody. Like, go back to X country. Right. But yeah. when you got a home in Italy and you're dumping popcorn into poor, poor sweetie. Well, hopefully, he Chris just he det-
1: I mean, you want to think that like he corrects his pranks by like you know detailing the car after or something.
0: You know, you would think.
1: You would hope. Yeah. It's like you know if you want to be like. You know they say karma's you know always comes back to you. Yeah. If you don't want that shit coming back, you yeah. might evil or even it out a little bit.
0: Follow through in a positive way. But I mean, just everybody's reaction after the fact is like, no, I'm not trying to get back at him because then he'll get back at me worse. Instead of yeah, I mean, he poured all this popcorn on my car, but you know, I came to the set a day later and it was there, totally clean. He paid to have it detailed, and there was a bottle of expensive champagne in there mm-hmm. or something. No, you don't hear that. You hear, or I that... w- I won't prank him because I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm I'm scared mm. for the well being of myself and my loved ones. Yeah, that's a little overstepping, but still, hmm. eh, who knows?
1: Or it's just the media not wanting to post that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, th- you, you think this is?
1: <laughs> I don't know.
0: You're like you're like the QAnon. Of I'm sure. George well, Kennedy's pranks.
1: I'm I'm just no. I know that there's a lot of stuff out there that the media doesn't publish because it's not a good story. Sure. You know, like they could take one piece of a a a situation and then not actually broadcast the whole thing
0: i, I get that but but
1: you know who yeah knows?
0: yeah I, th- I think that george clooney tends to be generally a pretty likable guy so people would want to like not just if, if he did something nice to follow up they'd be like oh but then he did this really nice thing and that's mm-hmm. george clooney like ellen would do that because ellen wants the people to come back and make them look good right right i don't know maybe mm-hmm. i just haven't heard about it Guys, if you're friends with George Clooney, and uh, I'm just really (laughs) way off on him, hit hit us up in the comments. There you go. (laughs) Brad Pitt vs. Clooney. While filming Ocean's 12, near co-star Clooney's home in Lake Como, Italy, Pitt had a flyer typed up in Italian and sent it to the film's crew and informed them that Clooney only wanted to be called by his character's name, Danny Ocean, and under no circumstances were they to make eye contact with him. The demand was reported as real in a local paper with Clooney portrayed as a demanding il-divo, uh, guilty of mistreating his crew.
1: Oh my gosh. Uh,
0: the payback is pending. I'm working on a prank that will end the, end his career, said Clooney. <laughs> if you take the time, if you're willing to sit on uh, sit on one for a couple of years and just plant the seed, there's no rush, says the Psychopath.
1: Yeah, if, if it's <laughs> gonna take a couple years for you to do a prank, that's that's you need some help.
0: <laughs> yeah, again, that that's too much money mentality. Yeah, it's like I have literally nothing to worry about, so I'm going to invest years like how bored into are a you? prank. God, yeah, be so bored. Is Lake Como I mean, boring? Can't,
1: he can't be bored. I mean, if you've got so many things going on, like besides acting and yeah, philanthropy I'm sure he's got and a ton all that of, stuff, a ton
0: of stuff going on, but yeah. I don't know. Uh,
1: I don't know. You still got it. There's got to be a, some form of boredom, or maybe this is a coping me- is mechanism, mm-hmm. you know, for, I don't know, being a celebrity. Who knows? Yeah. I, I don't
0: know. I don't know. Who
1: was it that, uh, I'm pretty sure this is true. It might have been Brad Pitt. Some somebody, a friend of his, he stayed at their house or something, and kept collecting the cat poop out of the litter box. Yeah. And what, then what, at the end I think of the you week, you told me
0: about this. He he took a human sized shit in the litter box. Yeah. Right? Sorry, I shouldn't step on your story. You just but, threw out the punchline. Ah, sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, but then he just yeah.
0: So the the cat owner was like, "Oh my god, my my cat hasn't pooped in days, and now there's a human sized poop in the litter mm-hmm. box. Like, yeah, is my cat okay? Right. Yeah. I don't
1: remember who that was, but. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh,
0: that one I'm okay with because mm-hmm. in order to pull off this prank, you've got to collect cat poop, and that's not fun. Yeah. So everybody loses.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. As long as the as long as the playing field is even, pranks are fine. Right. I don't know. <laughs> just, I never realized I had such hard opinions on pranks. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Not not a fan.
1: Yeah. I mean. It's funny because you think like, oh, it's George Clooney. Like, of course, this is what he's kind of known for with his friends as being like pranking. Yeah. But yeah, there comes a time where like enough.
0: I find it obnoxious. Yeah. But again, I I think there's a lot of people out there that would say, you know, stop being such a titty baby in a wet blanket. And I think I don't think they're wrong. Yeah. I just I I hear that shit. and I'm like, "Uh, no, I don't care.
1: I, I agree with you though. If if it's a fair playing field, yeah. then it's all fun. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Yep. Uh just like comedy, you know, don't punch right. down, punch up. Yeah. Cuz then nobody's really getting hurt. Yeah. So. Well, great yeah. job, sweetie. Oh, thank you. I yeah. just I read some pieces of of <laughs> of uh, writing on the screen while we talked. So. You did a great job of your minimal I... <laughs> research. <laughs> yeah, and nailed it again. <laughs> yeah, at least we're consistent. Yeah. I say that after we miss an episode. Uh, yeah, well, what are you going to do?
1: We meant to, yeah, so we're consistent. Yeah,
0: on, on purpose.
1: On purpose.
0: Yeah. So, uh, any, you know what? I want to throw a curveball at you. What's up? Anything you're looking forward to next week?
1: Um. Uh,
0: do you have any idea? Like, you don't got to tell us because I do like the kind of surprise. I, I have ha- no idea. An, no idea? No idea. Perfect. I love it.
1: I never really have an idea until probably the day before or the day right. of.
0: Right. That tells you where we're coming from. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're on the same page. I though. just
1: work better under pressure, you know?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yep.
1: Um, but, yeah, it'll be fun. I, I love that we're doing, you know, pranks this whole month. Yeah. Which I think will only be, like, what, two or three more weeks? What's the date today? I don't know.
0: It's the 11th. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So.
1: But, uh, yeah, if you guys don't want to talk about... Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. We will bid you adieu.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we got some catching up to do, so we're going to get straight into Falcon Winter Soldier talk. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, We hope you came back after we missed last week. If you Mm -hmm. did, we love you. I hope you have a fantastic week, and we'll catch you next Sunday. Promise. Yes. Okay, bye. Bye. Okay, so. So
1: I got to remember what the uh, episode was last week.
0: Yeah, because I believe we're, we should be talking about uh, episode three and four. Uh, you know, if I remember correctly, episode three was kind of a letdown. That was the one where they break Baron Zemo out of jail. Oh, yeah. Jail. They go to Thailand. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's that thing with the power broker or whatever. Or I, I think we saw Sharon or whatever. I don't think we've met the power broker yet. It was somebody else that's, like, affiliated with the power mm-hmm. broker. hmm Yeah, and Sharon Carter came back. Mhm. She's fine. I like that she's kind of pissed off cuz she sort sort of got the short end of the stick when the whole <clears> civil <throat> war fallout happened. Yeah. Which I think is a really cool uh cool angle to look into is we've seen the fallout with Captain America with Bucky with Sam, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and how they've all essentially been pardoned. But yeah, Sharon Carter kind of got left out in the cold
1: Well, it kind of sounds like she's maybe she's working with the power broker because it seems like I mean, from that whole like um, when they had that big battle with those big old what are those things called on the ship?
0: Oh, oh, the 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 shipping containers. Yeah, yeah, they
1: they found the guy who made this the serum. Yeah, um, and then she gets picked up by a woman uh, at the end, and she's like, "Oh, we have a problem."
0: Yeah, that's I forgot about that. And part. they haven't really,
1: so I think that's going to come up later. And so I think that she's probably de- like in something deep.
0: Yeah, she could potentially be playing both sides. And there is yeah. actually a precedent set in the comics that backs up your theory. Okay. Uh, in the Civil War storyline in the comics the first civil war storyline uh captain america and iron man are fighting they're on two different sides of the superhuman registration act uh captain america eventually he gives up because he realizes that people are dying this is causing way too much pain he needs to to surrender himself to uh the authorities Mm -hmm. and uh you know that that's that's his leadership is he's like no you know all of us are guilty in this i'll get arrested and uh, he ends up getting assassinated he dies captain mm. america was out of the M- the marvel comics for maybe a year or two. Oh wow uh but he was killed by sharon carter oh and it turns out that she was actually i think she was brainwashed or she was a scroll impersonating as sharon i can't remember off the top of my head i think it was mm. brainwashing though okay so i don't think the brainwashing is at play but i do think that if she is playing like double agent I Mm -hmm. think that would actually make a lot of sense. Yeah. That's interesting. I I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's great.
1: Maybe they'll reveal more next episode. Because how many Mm -hmm. are there left, you said? There's like four or five?
0: Yeah. So we're through four episodes. I think there should be between four and six more. Okay. If I remember correctly. So, yeah, I think that would be a really good reveal. Uh Uh-huh. You know, I mean, she's had to kind of survive any way she can while she's been out there. So,
1: Well, I think in the trailer it showed her fighting. Bucky and Sam. Did it? I thought so.
0: Oh. Oh. I don't Maybe? Know. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, could be. Are oh, you alright? Our our son came in.
1: Shaking. What's happening? There's blood. Oh, it's a it's a paper cut.
0: Uh, you're okay. okay, kiddo.
1: No. Do you want a band-aid? Yeah.
0: Okay. Alright, we're gonna cut uh, pause for a medical situation <laughs> yep all right be right back so yeah the third episode a zemo and i like the i like that actor mm-hmm. uh i don't know it, that that felt like a, a real building block piece of you know where the conflict is gonna go so it mm-hmm. felt a little slow to me
1: yeah, I could see that.
0: There wasn't a ton of uh, the new Captain America that I Mm-mm. remember. Uh, there's, it was mostly Sharon Zemo, mm-hmm. Falcon, Winter Soldier. It it was fine. It just it felt like kind of a a gear shift down of like, oh, we're slowing down real quick. Mm-hmm. But then I think Episode Four really picked it back up.
1: Oh, they definitely did. Yeah,
0: I I think that one was uh, really phenomenal.
1: Did they ever touch on like how? the new Captain America could find where Bucky and Sam were? Like, how does he keep being in the same area?
0: I don't know if I mean, they are backed by the government, So Maybe the, the government is able to track them via satellites and that's how they're tracking them down. But also, uh, uh Sam and Bucky are tracking the same people that this uh, this new Captain America and Battlestar yeah, are. that's um, true. And I, I think, uh Maybe in episode 3 or early in episode 4, I think Captain America said something along the lines of like, you know, we're tracking this person, but, you know, if we follow uh, Sam and Bucky, you know, they seem like they're actually getting leads. So let's just follow them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how they explain how okay they've been on their, their tail this whole time. Um, oh, big shout out to, uh, I don't remember the their name, but the, the bodyguards from Wakanda just oh, yeah. Beating the shit out of everybody. Yeah. That was so great. That was a really cool yeah. scene. I, I, I mean, we've been told in the MCU for a while now that they are incredibly fierce warriors, but we we saw it in Black Panther, but mm-hmm. Killmonger still takes out quite a few of them. Right. So we haven't really gotten to see that in action, and they really, I thought they really nailed it. Yeah. In this episode. And I liked uh, I liked the new Captain America's response of him being like almost despondent. he's like they are, they weren't even super soldiers mm-hmm. it's like yeah, they're badasses like they're incredible like
1: i mean she she knew how to like dismantle Bucky's arm,
0: yeah, that was crazy like like <laughs> like acu- a pol- or like uh, pressure point stuff you it know? was crazy yeah. Was, no,
1: yeah i th- I think she might have like take something out of it yeah, maybe or, yeah. I don't remember but... well,
0: and if I remember correctly uh that's not the arm that Bucky had before. I think that's the arm that the Wakandans gave him. Yes. Uh, So that makes sense that they would have a way to deactivate it in case he, you know, maybe his Winter Soldier uh, brainwashing kicked back in. Mm -hmm. They needed a way to take him down. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, I guess there was that scene where uh, when Bucky's hanging out in Wakanda, uh, that the the woman is like, Mm -hmm. she's like, you know, I won't let you hurt anybody, and she says the activation words. Yeah. So that it, that makes sense. She mm-hmm. knew that he couldn't hurt anybody because she would just pop, right. pop the arm off.
1: Yeah, they're just badass. Oh, incredible! Like, why yeah. don't they stick their them on uh, the uh, the? Why can't I think of the?
0: Oh, we're wh- both terrible. Why yeah. do they
1: call? Them? Uh, You're
0: you're doing a face motion. I don't... Well,
1: yeah. The the whole team that they're trying to come after.
0: Oh, the uh, the Flag Smashers.
1: Flag Smash... Not Face Smashers. (laughs) Flag (laughs) Smashers. Yeah. I wonder why they're not asking for help from them. Because clearly, I mean, they went up against... Bucky and like they could probably hold their own with super soldiers. They
0: seem to be more focused on Zemo I don't think they really care about the Flag Smashers because the Flag Smashers aren't interfering in uh, Wakandan relations. Yeah that's I, true. I know that uh, T'Challa the Black Panther was talking about being more out in the world this this seems pretty insular something that mm. and it's not their assignment their assignment is to find Zemo and bring him to justice for the death of King T'Chaka so. mm-hmm but yeah, that would that would end the show real quick. Yeah, <laughs> if yeah. They, if they got the uh, the the royal guard, you know, to help them out, like, yeah, Zemo would be in prison, Flag Smashers would be dead, mm-hmm. and like everybody would just go home. Right. So that's why they don't have them help out because be <laughs> a quick ending, um, and seeing the new Quinquel Captain America, I call him U.S. Agent, um, seeing him finally break bad and yeah kill the flag smasher like in in mm. plain as day incredible
1: with the shield
0: with the shield like yeah. i think that with that was the, the whole with the symbol mm-hmm. of captain america and using it to kill an unarmed man yeah Ooh, Ooh gnarly
1: that that was like a oh my god jaw dropping
0: yeah i think i i'm trying to think of when that mobile moment would have been in wandavision it might have been when uh wanda and vision both kind of went up and were floating mm-hmm. i think that was the like kind of 90s ish episode um that kind of felt like where things started to really turn mm-hmm. i guess you could also say when they unveiled that uh uh agatha agatha was the main bad person but i i that was that was more so like the the big change the big uh switcheroo at the finale right yeah but i mean you got to have that mid-season like escalation point mm-hmm. and that was definitely what this was and sh- oh yeah. man it was powerful
1: yeah that was and of course that's where they ended it so you're like yeah. i want to see what happens next
0: and i mean in the promos they showed bucky and sam throwing the shield mm-hmm. like they showed a lot of that so i wonder if like, the government is going to step in and relieve him of the S.H.I.E.L.D. and of the Captain America yeah. moniker, and then Sam's going to get the S.H.I.E.L.D. back, and that's how it ha I don't know. I guess I don't know what would be the most satisfying from a narrative point of view, I, w- right. I wonder. Because Battlestar appears to be dead, right? They, uh, Captain America's partner? Yes. Yeah. And he's killed a man. And How
1: terrible would it be if he just was, like, knocked out? Uh, he got hit
0: pretty hard. He did. I like where they're going with, uh, I don't know, if it was her name Caitlin? The, the leader of the Flag Smashers? Carly? Yeah, I think that's right.
1: Carrie? Carly? Something I like that? I think Carly.
0: Um, I like what they're doing with her because she, I think she's easy to root for in yeah. her mission. But I like that she keeps making these... Terrible decisions, and you know she says that she wants to take down like the dictators and the people that are in charge. Yeah, but she is making very totalitarianistic decisions. In you know, people are expendable if it's mm-hmm. if it meets our goal. If it's in her favor, yeah. Yes, yeah. That's I I I like that they're kind of dancing with that complex mm-hmm. line of like you know you say that you're against, and they do the same thing with Zemo. You know, he talks yeah. about how there should be no heroes, no gods. And he's like, you know, that's kind of what a god sounds like. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, yeah, I, I think that that's a big part of this story is, you know, people will talk about taking down leaders and people in power, but mm-hmm. the next person up, you know, if, if you're the one wanting to overthrow that power, like what makes you any different? Right. Yeah. You know, and Sam and Bucky seem to be the only two people that are different.
1: Um. So. And do we think so... Do we think at the end of this that Sam will get the shield and become the new Captain America in a way?
0: I really hope so because I loved him in the comics when he was Captain America when he took over the mantle. Okay. Great. Perfect.
1: I mean, I feel like he already kind of has the mentality of Steve. Yeah. Because he went in wanting to talk to Carly and like reason with her and was like, I get why you're doing this. I agree with you. Yeah. And then, of course, the the new Captain America... What is this? John, I think? Um, that's right. Comes in just heated right off the bat. Like, yeah. we just need to get her, you know, and doesn't have the same peaceful mentality that Steve does.
0: You know, yeah, for as as much kicking ass as Steve did, I, I do feel like he had a diplomat <clears> throat> diplomat's throat> mm-hmm. heart and yeah. mind. And, yeah. This, what do you this,
1: think Sam is showing?
0: Yeah, I think that's absolutely Sam. And I... So to my knowledge in the comics, both Bucky and Sam have taken over the mantle of Captain America in the past. Mm. But I think that this Bucky still has way too many demons.
1: He's got to work on himself. Yeah. And he's,
0: <laughs> I, th- I think he's like, no, mm-hmm. like, and, and I think that he would say, no, Steve gave you the shield, Sam. Mm-hmm. Like, I am not going to go against what Steve thought was right because he was always right. That's what mm-hmm. I imagine Bucky would say. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I really hope one of the closing moments in this show will be seeing Sam flying, you know, with the red, white, and blue suit mm-hmm. and the shield. Ooh, Ooh that'll look cool. good. That'll <laughs> look so good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I saw some little, I didn't watch the video, but there was like a headline on a YouTube video um, saying that there is a big Marvel character that's going to be debuted in this show. Oh, really? I'm assuming they're talking about the power broker. Yeah. Yeah. So I have no idea who that would be. I don't know. Uh, Hopefully it's a real big reveal. Again, I know some people were disappointed with Uh WandaVision, how they didn't reveal, uh, you know, Mr. Fantastic or any X-Men or anything like that. Uh, I don't think this this show needs to make up for that. I don't think anything needs to make up for WandaVision. I loved it. I Mm -hmm. don't think they need to reveal like, you know, all of a sudden Beast walks out. You know, Cameron right. left. He's like, "Well, I've got something to say about that." And then, it, yeah, you know, we don't need that shit. Like, mm-hmm. good storytelling is what we need. And if there's a way to organically drop in some new characters that have been acquired by Disney, mm-hmm. cool. If not, as long as the story works, then I don't, I don't need that kind of, you know, oh, bam, right, Moon Knight or whatever. Like, it's <laughs> fine, but it's not. It's not necessary. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. I, episode three fine for me yeah yeah.
1: I mean I'm enjoying the, the series overall yes you know? I agree
0: uh, yeah I was talking to my stepdad and uh, mom a while ago and saying like I've heard a lot of people say WandaVision they just didn't get it totally yeah. understand I think this one is just really easy to get into mm-hmm. and it's it's got a really good flow uh, yeah it just it it's incredibly easy to watch yeah. It's got some really great characters to root for some heels that I, I think they are pretty complex, but they're also easy to root against. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah. think, I think that's what Marvel does really well is the mixing of like kind of high art and low art, mm-hmm. you know, it's all a bunch of fake people flying around and, you know, superheroes, but they, I think they tackle, you know, some deeper subjects pretty well. Yeah, more with, of the human. With, yeah. Without making it, uh, boring or you know esoteric and, and you know you can't really figure out what the metaphor is mm-hmm. i think they balance it really well yeah so awesome well that's gonna do it for weekly life was weekly spin. disney talk oh. with, with Garrett and amber uh yeah i, I didn't forget at least i don't forget. i forgot <laughs> the name of our podcast no that'll do it for life well spent with Garrett and Amber. Yeah, I didn't even intro us. I, I was beginning. thinking about that halfway yeah. through, but that's alright. Oh well. That's we're our, getting back into the groove of things. That's yeah. our follow-up prank. <laughs> but, oh god. Now I'm gonna stop I'm gonna stop saying that our pranks, you know, when it's just really me shitting the bed and making <laughs> mistakes. So thank you guys so much. Love you tons as always. And we're gonna fight about this later. Don't be a Richard. Okay, bye. <laughs>